Joel Hirschhorn. The good camera is a little messed up right now. Some of the lights are kind of messed up right now, but this whole podcast has always been patched together from the get-go, like Apollo 13 coming back. So who cares? We'll just roll with it anyway. Dr. Hirshorn, author of Pandemic Blunder, which is on uh, on Amazon, and it's also on Audible. It's a quick listen, about three, four hours, if I'm correct. Um, it's a great book. You and I first talked about that, I think, back in like May or June of this year. For all future, right. yeah, for all future listeners, today's Friday, December third, twenty twenty one. And um, so I emailed Dr. Hirshorn. We've and again, you can go back. We've we've done several episodes together. And also for everyone listening, fun fact: a lot of the doctors on here actually. Dr. Hirshhorn put me in touch with them. I remember when we first spoke, I asked you, I was like, could you give me some emails of people? So all the doctors that people love listening to on here, Nass, McCullough, uh, Fareed, uh, Alexander, they were all, I think the only one, and it might've been Malone as well. I'm pretty sure every physician I've had on here came from you. And then other physicians came from the doctors you got me. So just on as, a, as a side note, little uh, little background for everybody. Joel here is uh, you're responsible for some of the best episodes that people love. But I'll stop running my stupid mouth. Doctor Hirshhorn, please introduce yourself for all of the new listeners. <laughs> well, I've been working on health issues for something over fifty years. Started out as a professor, University of Wisconsin Madison, where I ran a program between the medical school and the engineering school, a research program. And uh, just have continued working on medical issues for for decades, Uh, worked for Congress for a while. I've testified over 50 times at Senate and House hearings. And, uh, you know, after I put out the book, Pandemic Blunder, I've been publishing lots of articles on many, many different pandemic issues. I do several articles a month now. They get up on a lot of websites. And now I have a Substack thing going. Uh, called Pandemic uh, Blunder Newsletter on Substack, no charges. And I put some things up on Substack that I don't even put up on uh, on uh, regular uh, websites. Beautiful. Yeah, you've kind of been one of those. Yeah, excuse me, this stupid microphone tripod. I swear I'm going to break it off one day and beat it over the wall. I hate this thing. Um, is it staying? Again. You can see how unprofessional this podcast is when the pieces are falling apart mid-podcast. This is this microphone stand is connected to a table that was my great-grandfather's. So that's how patched together this whole thing is. But yeah, so Substack, as well as our past episodes on here. Um, so with all of this, and it, it is kind of interesting that... It, well, I would say perhaps less interesting and, and more inspiring, or at least a a sign of the the tide and you and I have always said you know it seems pretty dark but I, I was pleasantly surprised at sort of the general uh feeling of the public's reception to the Omicron variant of not what not what the powers are doing but what the average <laughs> person is kind of doing this whole like hold on like you know like comedians like that's how I kind of look at it you know if I go talk to McCullough or you well sure you're gonna have your finger on the pulse I like to listen to other podcasts that have nothing to do with medicine and see how it trickles down into the sort of the peripheries and so when you hear for instance my favorite comedian Tim Dillon when you hear him bringing up like what what the fuck is this thing what what like 
have wait, aren't, don't viruses get more virulent but less dangerous? Isn't that what's what are we doing, people? What are we really doing? Like when you see it, when you hear it on like a local radio station or in a text group, and you see it kind of that has that has really uh, I don't know reinstilled my faith that like we're not gonna let this thing bulldoze us. But no one wants to hear my stupid mouth talking, Mister Hirschhorn. What are your thoughts on the Omicron variant? Yeah, well, I keep, when I listen to normal radio or television or read the newspapers, I still hear a lot of uh, fear-mongering, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, the powers to be are still sending the wrong message to the public about Omicron. Now, what I did, and apparently no other person did, I found through the help of somebody who communicates from, uh, to me from France, um, I, I found this French research guy, I mean, a very senior professor who had done this incredible research, and he had looked at all the previous variants of, of the COVID-19 virus, and he developed a method where he could calculate. I'm talking about a calculation that produces one number called, he called it the transmissibility index, T. And so I, I was amazed when I found his research. And so I ha he had all these numbers, the T values, for about, I think, five or six of the original variants. And what stood out was the number for the Delta variant. Prior to Delta, all of his T values were, let's say, three point something, okay? Then he calculates, and he did this, by the way, early in the year, before Delta became very famous, and he calculates a value for Delta, which is over 10. So it's like three times greater, something like three times greater than the T values of all the early strains of the virus, okay? So what he knew and predicted, you know, that Delta would be awful because it, it, it would transmit very easily that, that high value of T, 10 point something, was unbelievable. So then I find his latest work, <laughs> you know, a week or two ago, and it and it's not getting, by the way, not getting, his work is not being recognized by the medical establishment or the public health establishment sure. in the United States. So he does his calculation for the Omicron <laughs> a variant or strain. And what's he find? He find that that number is also three point something. It was 3.9 actually. So it was incredibly lower than the Delta transmissibility index, which told him and told me that we had next to nothing to worry about with regard to Omicron. Not only that, when you got into the details of his research, he, he had a way of explaining why Omicron would not be very infectious either. Because it, although it had a lot of mutations, from the original, you know, strains of the virus, it turned out he, when he analyzed it, and, and terrific research, that a lot of these mutations were going in opposite directions. They were, uh, you know, conflicting with each other. And, and the result of that was that it wouldn't be very infectious. But again, so what we're seeing, and then what I did my, my own research, after I got all the French data, I started to look at all the examples from around the world 
of Omicron, all the initial cases. And in the article I just published, uh, which you can get, it's coming up on, on websites now and it's on my Substack uh, page. Um, but what I discovered in 20 or 30 of the early cases, what was interesting was the consistency. All the people who were getting Omicron had two things in common. They had all been vaccinated, <laughs> fully vaccinated. So that, of course, was consistent with my views that the current uh, COVID vaccines lose their effectiveness. Now everyone sees it, the medical experts see. Within three to six months, you can forget about the effectiveness of, of the vaccines. But the other consistency among the 20 or 30 early examples of Omicron was that they were all mild cases. <laughs> Nobody was hospitalized. In fact, I, I didn't find any case of anybody being really seriously ill. And so all of the information coming out on these early Omicron cases, mild symptoms, uh, some of them just go, the symptoms go away. If there were any symptoms, they go away within a couple of days. So we have all of this real medical data from the French research and from the early cases of Omicron, which should be telling everyone in the public that there's nothing to worry about Omicron. It's not gonna even compete with Delta, which is the prevalent strain of the virus in most countries, including the US. So why is the, our government still sending out all of these you know, fear-mongering messages and now, I explained this in my article. <laughs> the only way to explain what the government is doing and saying is that they're using Omicron as simply a vehicle to push more vaccine use. This is all about pushing vaccines, yes, and making money for big pharma. So we're seeing big government, big pharma, and big media still communicating. I was listening to the radio just before I came on your show uh, and they're still sending these terrible fear-mongering messages about Omicron. This is crazy. It's totally counter to the medical evidence. And the only way to explain it, only way, is that they're pushing vaccines. This is, And now they're pushing these expensive new pills from Merck and Pfizer that are coming along. The Merck is already being approved by FDA. The government is paying $700 per Merck pill treatment and $500 per Pfizer pill treatment. And these pills, as far as I'm concerned, are just clever variations, patentable variations on ivermectin. And, and I can't stress this enough. The data is still coming in, contrary again to what you hear from mainstream media, ivermectin still working. There's a wonderful uh, case that I just read about yesterday uh, uh, the, uh, a daughter has her elderly father who's actually uh, uh, on a visit from China and he's very elderly, he's in the hospital seriously ill with COVID oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah and, and the doctors give him what a 10 to 15% chance of surviving the his daughter goes to court court, mind you and trying to get the hospital to allow her doctor to go in and give her father ivermectin Hospital refuses. She goes back to court. Actually, she goes back to court, I think, three or four times. And eventually she prevails. Her doctor gets into the hospital, gives her elderly father ivermectin, and he's home free in about two days. <laughs> it's so it's one of those incredible stories that I, I love to hear 
when it goes counter to the narrative that you're getting from, again, big government, big pharma, big media. I've said it with you before, and a lot of people have said it, and I love that it's becoming more and more uh, common in the public lexicon. We're living through what will be looked back at as Nuremberg 2.0. Like, it's not... It's not pearl clutching. It's not what it is. It's it's a coordination between media and pharma to suppress the use of drugs. And you and I have said this before. The whole vaccine death rate, that's small fry. That, that That's that's bad. Sure, it's bad coming up on 20,000 20, deaths. Um, that's nothing compared. That's like finding out about like... Uh, that's like finding out about Unit 731 in Japan where they had one basically concentration camp and it's terrible. And then you realize and you go, wait, wait till I tell you about Germany, right? It's the <laughs> vaccines are bad. Sure. There's 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 20,000 deaths from it, which is insane more than the rest of the years of the government affairs system from 1990 to 2020 combined. And you see the spike in 2021. Everyone's seen it. It's nothing new. The suppression of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, the whole early treatment protocols from McCullough, mm-hmm. Zelenko, Farid, Farid, who's going to be coming on here in about 45 minutes. The suppression of that, regardless regardless of the vaccines, let's just remove that variable entirely. Even if they weren't making money off of it, even if it was completely whatever, like they had to sell it at price to the government, just forget that whole thing. So let's not even get caught up in that emotional argument because, you know, people who have their minds made on that are going to hear that and then immediately disregard everything else I'm about to say. So let's just remove that entirely. The suppression of working treatments. Yes. Is a crime against humanity. Absolutely. I mean, McCullough says, McCullough's a little more conservative. He says 85% of the deaths could be avoided. Fareed says it's more around 99.999% of deaths could be avoided. (laughs) You multiply that by, forget even America, you multiply that by the, the 4 million worldwide. And it's, again, it's one thing if no one knew, right? It's one thing if it's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Hey, man, I wish we knew ivermectin worked. We would have got it out there. and We would have had a military distribution center. The fact that they know it's working and that they are suppressing it. They are, there's a fire and they're putting up barricades so the fire department can't come. And they're selling water bottles for a hundred dollars each. This, can I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Take it. Yeah. Can, can I just give it a little bit of new information, Tommy? Sure, sure. Go for it. I just put something up uh, this morning on my Substack page, Pandemic Blunder newsletter, and what I did was I put up a graph because I found it somewhere on obesity. Okay, and it's a graph that shows the level of COVID deaths versus the level of obesity. And so it's, I love simple pictures, right? So this is a graph of data, and it shows, of course, the higher the obesity level, the higher the death rate. And what's interesting to me, not only has the government, you know, blocked early home treatment, it never did what it should have done in the first place to really have a national campaign against obesity, which... The government says, by the way, obesity is an epidemic in the United States. And the reason why the United States, interestingly enough, has about the highest death rate for COVID among all nations, one of the biggest reasons 
is because we have such obesity in the United States. And we know clinically obesity is, is one of those medical conditions that causes severe problems with COVID, okay? So they didn't deal with obesity, the government. And now I'm just finishing up a new article. I'm giving you the news break here. Just finishing up a new article where I researched vitamin D. Vitamin D. And here the results are also amazing. Absolutely amazing. New German research came out very recently proving unequivocally that the right level of vitamin D, and we know what that number is, what the German research did, they actually came out with the number. The number is 50 in terms of the the way they, they uh, give you the, the numbers for vitamin D. You need, you need a level of at least 50. And I found all of this other research, again, for the United States, is that we have enormous deficiency in vitamin D in the United States. Most people don't get a lot of sunlight. And if they're in the sun, they're using a lot of sunscreen. So we have enormous levels of vitamin D deficiency. And the only way you got to deal with this is to take supplements. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Dr. Zelenko, who's one of the guys that I think I recommended to you also, is, is, you know, I looked at his protocol today. I'm putting it in my article because he includes significant levels of, of vitamin D. I've always promoted vitamin D along with vitamin C and zinc and quercetin. So we, well, what did the government, the government, I looked at the NIH page today, the government is still officially saying, well, we, we can't say whether or not vitamin D should be used for, for COVID. This is insanity. The medical research is 100% clear, just like it's clear on obesity, just like it's clear on ivermectin. So Tommy, when you add up all of the things that the government has blocked or not promoted, you realize we're up to nearly 800,000 COVID-related deaths in the United States, 800,000. Virtually all of those deaths could have been prevented with early home treatments, ivermectin, hydroxy, dealing with obesity, and getting people to take vitamin D supplements, okay? Just those three things alone. We could have, there'd be no serious pandemic. Isn't that amazing? And, and mind you, it's not that we're talking about some pipe dream where, hey, if everyone had daily stem cell therapy, we could eradicate cancer. Well, it's like, yeah, well, that would be like a trillion times the defense budget. No, talking about vitamin D, the video I got banned for. I got a lot of strikes and I got a lot of the video, the single clip that I got banned for from YouTube, permanently banned for, not suspended, is a 30-second clip of Dr. McCullough saying, regardless of the vaccines, then he also says, and be mindful, vitamins will not cure COVID. He says the two safe things. He goes, but turmeric, quercetin, vitamin D, and zinc, you can go get from Walmart. It's going to cost you about $7 a month. can greatly reduce. They are, they are, that's the thing I got shot down for. Not having on Delta Force guys talking about shooting people in the face. Not that. It's, it's, this is a coordinated effort. They know exactly what they're doing. This stuff is dirt cheap. It's one thing if you go, hey, you know, Trump got better and he's in his 70s. It's like, well, he's also the president and he's a billionaire. Like, let's be honest, he, he's not going to get the same. And, and I know that maybe isn't the best example because he did get a, a rather. But 
the point is, is like if Elon Musk got a rare cancer and he cured it, well, yeah, when you've got $300 billion in the bank, you can do some things. What we're talking about, I literally went to Walmart about an hour before we did this podcast, and I, and I literally restocked on the vitamin D I get. Other stuff I order online, but I get the vitamin D and zinc from Walmart because it's so cheap. $7 a month, bullshit. I just got a thing of 300 capsules of 5,000 IUs a day. It was like $4. It's going to last me the next 10 months. So this is a coordinated suppression. And this isn't yes, left. Sir. This isn't right. This isn't pro-vax. This isn't anti-vax. This isn't Biden, Trump, Democrat, Republican. This is a coordinated effort at the, at, at the, for the funerals of those loved ones you have who have died from COVID. Those funerals have directly subsidized the explosive market cap growth in four distinct corporations, let alone the power grab and the passports and the censorship and all that shit. This is we, we have never seen evil like this in our lifetimes. And it's right. it's not hyperbolic. It's, this is Nuremberg 2.0. And I, you know, I, I, I can't believe, Tommy, when I say three things, you know, ivermectin, the early treatment, obesity and vitamin D, just take those three things. We would have eliminated would have, the pandemic, basically. Yeah, we'd have walked by it. We'd have walked by it. Even a pandemic. It's it's, and not only that. It's not that now we know we've known this whole time. But even though we've known this whole time, even if they came out today, Biden held a press conference and said, "Going forward, every American should go take these three things." We could still stop all future. It's the answers out there. And you can't play the whole, well, we didn't know. When you're actively suppressing anyone that talks about this stuff, uh, I'm sorry, the revolving door of the FDA and, and Gottlieb and who's the who's the, the, the EU health, the, United, the European Union health chief came out yesterday, December 2nd, 2021, and said that we should seriously consider scrapping the Nuremberg Code so that we can have mandatory vaccinations. And just a month ago, she was having dinner. Who was it? At, who, Bur Burra, Burla, the CEO of Pfizer. I mean, this and, shit is out in front of us. And it's. And, and I, I want to add something, Tommy, because I don't want to forget it. I got to calm myself down. But <laughs> in the last week, only a week, I have new medical research articles, and I want to emphasize this, great new medical research being published showing the problems with the vaccines. I don't want to get, a, get off of that either. Vaccines are killing people, and the new medical, I have two articles that document, that go into great detail about the blood problems, blood problems, clotting, et cetera, being caused by the COVID vaccines. So not only are the governments, our government, promoting, not promoting the right things, they're promoting vaccines, which not only are not effective, they are not safe. That's what I want to emphasize, Tommy. My, your number, I disagree with. How many people in the United States have died just from vaccines? Yeah, I have a, I, I have understand. a high number. I know, I know that. I know that the Lazarus study says that's only one percent. I know. I get. It. I'm, well, I'm just. I'll, I'll tell you what. What solid research shows, a hundred, at least a hundred and fifty thousand Americans have died from just the vaccines. That's an amazing number to me. When I go, I always think back to nine eleven. Big. Big, you know, 3,000 people died. Okay, 150,000 have died from taking these goddamn vaccines. 
more people are going to be dying endlessly. They want to give it to children. The children will be dying. Heart inflammation and particularly young boys. Serious, serious problem. But what I'm telling you is the medical research is coming out. And what really troubles me, goddamn Fauci talks about science as if he represents science. He doesn't use any science. Nothing the government has done in this pandemic has really used science. And so every article I publish, everything I do, I'm using data. I'm using science, okay? The government is not. That's why the public cannot trust anything that our government says. Most of the CDC data cannot be trusted. It undercounts almost everything. So Fauci cannot be trusted. So I'm just, I just want to emphasize that, you know, in, in not promoting the right things, they're still promoting vaccines and they're not effective. I, 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 one of the first cases of the Omicron, you might not have caught it. If you read my article, you'll see it was a, I think a medical doctor in Israel who got Omicron. He already had the jab. He already had been had three shots of the Pfizer vaccine, okay? And he still came down with Omicron, okay? So these vaccines are not working. But worse, why take something that you know is not working and is also unsafe? That, okay, it may be a small percent statistically, but a lot of people, a lot of people are having adverse reactions, serious medical problems, and some are dying. And this is happening all over the world. Yeah, no, it, it's it's and that's it's not just X and it's not just Y. It's not just it's not just that they're suppressing ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, D, zinc, uh, turmeric, quercetin, blah 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 blah. It's not just that and that they're promoting you know uh, Earl Grey tea. And it's like, well, we're taking the tea and nothing's happening. It's it's that they're blocking the good thing, I, and they are mandating, uh, hey. Take this. It's laced with antifreeze. Not everyone dies, but man, some people drop dead. Not just old people, sometimes young people. Well, I don't want to take that. Well, that's fine, but you're not going to go to school. You're not going to do air travel. You're not going to go to concerts. You're not going to do any of this. And I swear to God, if you try to post an article online about how unsafe this antifreeze is, censored, shadow banned, kicked off. This is what's happening. I mean, that did you not see? There's a picture yesterday, and it said uh, from from Germany. Because Germany is not, or is it Austria or Germany, locked down on the unvaccinated only. They are bifurcating stores like East and West Berlin. I guess that was a city, so it's not quite the same. But they are bifurcating individual stores, yes. grocery stores with this like metal mesh kind of wire, not mesh, more like chicken wire fencing for its vaxxed and unvaxxed. And there's like a picture of like a lady with, and they're like holding, it's a couple holding hands through the fence because it's in 2021. And of all places, I mean, it would be hilarious if it wasn't so evil. It's in Germany. Why don't you just start calling them Jews and let's get to the end game. I mean, Tommy, I want to give you another fact that you may not have heard. Uh, I got to get my my blood pressure checked after (laughs) I talk to you. One of the researchers that I respect a lot, his name is uh, Paul Alexander. Yeah, and, uh, I've had him on here. Okay, so he's one of one of my friends, one yeah, of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, he just published an article just days ago where the thing we haven't mentioned today is natural immunity. And we know from all kinds of clinical work that natural immunity is better than vaccine immunity, okay? 
So what amazed me about what Paul said in, in a recently published article, he had a number which I had not seen before. And that is, what is the fraction of the U.S. population that has natural immunity? I was amazed that Paul said, basically, it's two-thirds. Two-thirds of the American population have natural immunity. Think about that. Two-thirds of the U.S. population with natural immunity? Why in the hell would you be forcing vaccines on people, so many millions of people, over 200 million people, with natural immunity. This is insane. And we know from other medical research that if you have natural immunity and then you get a vaccine shot, you can screw up your immune system. You actually lose mm -hmm. immunity if you put a vaccine on top of natural immunity. So just think about that. Two thirds, he says, of the American population have natural immunity. We've already, in a sense, reached herd immunity, so-called. Uh, and and yet they're still pushing the goddamn vaccines. It's um, it's you. I have to correct you because you you keep saying this is insane. It's insane because we're looking at it from the viewpoint of two human right, pro human right families, society, good people. We're just two. I wouldn't. You know, we can't pat ourselves on the back. We're not necessarily angels. Good people. You grab 99 out of 100 people, we're the same as them. You're looking at it from that standpoint. If you look at, I don't know, like the Catholic Church moving around pedophile priests, you and I would go, that's insane. What are you doing? It's not insane. They know exactly what they're doing. So when we keep saying it's insane, they're not recognizing natural immunity. It's insane. They're still dishing out these vaccines that have they're now outdated. They don't even the, the the prevalent variants, the spike protein, I guess constitu constituency is different. It's 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 not insane. They know exactly what they're doing. It would be insane if they didn't it's know what evil. they were Yeah, it's evil. It's if, evil. If they didn't know what they were doing and then last year McCullough came out and they went, Oh my god, and they brought on McCullough and they changed tact, I'd go, Yeah, okay, that makes sense. They know exactly what they're doing. And I, and I have to stress that to people. Stop calling them. And this isn't at you, Joel. This is in general. Don't call them insane. Don't call them stupid. They know these people aren't stupid. You don't have to like them. They're malicious. They're cunning. Hitler was not stupid. Stalin was not <clears throat> stupid. Bin Laden, hey, man, if you can get 19 guys with box cutters to penetrate a trillion-dollar defense network, you ain't stupid. You're evil, but you ain't stupid. So that's just a little aside is, is there, is there evil? But, you know, we're seeing it more and more. And again, it's sort of the, the, the peripheries. I mean, um, uh, Aubrey Marcus, who he runs Joe Rogan's like health company. And I recognize the name from years ago. He was just a, whatever. It's just a dude, just a, he's like an MMA guy. The fact that he's now using, I just saw it two days ago. He's now using his podcast, which is normally about like yoga and meditation. He's now interviewing, and I, excuse me, I don't want to, I don't want to butcher her name, but she's one of the co-inventors of the mRNA vaccine technology. Uh, Doctor uh, Aditi A D I T I uh, Bagarva Bagarva from uh, yeah. University of uh, California, San Francisco. She is shows she's on his podcast saying everything we're saying. She's going, this is evil. You are beating people down. This is a violation of the Nuremberg Code. He has on that uh, 
that, I guess, like world famous mountain biker who got the vaccine and now has to quit because his heart's met. He now has the heart of like a 90 year old. <laughs> but so you what does sort of instill some sort of inspiration in me is. I mean, there's whether it's Tim Dillon, the comedian or Aubrey Marcus, this just kind of yoga guy having these people on. I mean, the the red pills are flowing like people are learning about this and you're never going to know that the tide is turning. You're never going to see CNN, CNN say, hey, no one believes the narrative. Like, that's one thing I always stress is, like, don't look to the news to see, uh, hey, are people waking up? They're not going to cover it. They're all in the pocket of Big Pharma. You look at, you have to see your own. If Joel and I, if Joel is a, an evil weatherman and he's telling me, um, you know, I live on the coast and I'm looking at Dr. Hirshhorn's weather reports, he's going, sunny little breezy and I'm walking out on my front porch and you know that feeling when there's a storm coming and the pressure's dropping and I'm looking out and the skies are black and I, you start to see the you know when green leaves you know when they blow and you start to see the kind of the whitish bottoms and you see the birds leaving and even you, you know the dogs start to kind of cower and I'm looking out and the temperature's dropping and I'm looking at you know and I'm like well what does Dr. Hirshhorn say uh, 75 and sunny guys it should be a good <laughs> evening for barbecue and I'm going you see the grass moving and you're like, hey, man, we might there, there might be a tornado. And you start to hear that, the, oh, like the tornado alarms. And you're going, I think we need to get in the basement. You need to realize that you have to use your own senses and your own critical thinking powers. If Dr. Hirshhorn's weather reports are saying, it's sunny, let's get out in the bikini. And you're going, hey, me, trash cans are flipping over. And you're going, we got to get inside. We got to get inside now. You have to. You have to use your own power. So go out, the metaphorical, go outside, go look at other podcasts, go look at what people are doing, go look at the the mass marches in the streets all over at Europe and use your own discerning powers. The tide but, but is turning. Me, yeah. I just want to make the sure, point. Sure. <clears throat> relative to what you just are saying. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're dealing with a situation in our country now where people cannot act in a voluntary way. Because of mandates, public and private, we have them, you know, they, they've lost their ability, their freedom, their medical freedom. So lots of people who are smart enough and informed enough not to want the vaccines are being forced to keep their jobs or keep their kids in school, et cetera, to take the vaccines. So we have to be, you know, appreciate the fact that so much of our population has lost the freedom to act intelligently based on good medical information that I'm giving them and other people are giving them. So that's what's really disturbing that in this evil world that we're living with, okay, that the government is able to take away that medical freedom of individuals, okay? So the best informed people, the smartest people, I think, are the ones who want to reject the vaccines. They, they have evidence on their side, but they don't have the freedom to reject the vaccine. And that's, I don't know how we get around that. Too many people, you know, we have some thousands of military people and, and healthcare workers and et cetera, who are rejecting the vaccines. A lot of them have lost their jobs. Every day, by the way, Tommy, I'm reading about doctors who have lost their jobs because they have spoken the truth, all right? I mean, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm retired and doing what I want to do. I'm free. 
but so many Americans are not free. They are imprisoned, basically, by the evil of our government, of Fauci, big pharma, big government, big media, etc. So this is what the sad situation is. We can keep pumping out the right information, but for a lot of people, it doesn't it doesn't do them any good, basically. Yeah, no, it's and that is one thing I always have to stay aware of is you know you're retired. Uh, I'm 31. I don't have a wife. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have kids. I don't have pets. I don't have debts. I have a little apartment. I'm I'm free. I do this. I get to do what I want. And it's very easy for me to sit here in front of an American uh, flag and start screaming about vaccine mandates. I'm also free, and I understand that I am not representative of even a tiny fraction of the population. I'm in just I'm kind of in a weird spot where I'm. I'm free. But for the people that are not free, there are still things to do. And it's very, it's very easy to go, dude, I got two kids. I got another on the way. I work at wherever. And if I don't take this, I lose my job. I'm fucked. Like it, 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 that does suck. There's no way around that. But you also, you, you can, you have to avoid despair at all costs. You have to avoid the black pill, the spiraling nosedive of all is lost. Because if that's the case, you might as well put a gun in your mouth because that's eventually where it goes. There are still things you can do. Are they small? Sure. They are very small. But do something. Share it online. Well, tell me I'm going to get censored. Well, good. Now you get censored and now the people in your immediate friend group are going, why would you get censored? You know, well, I just posted this. And instead of those people seeing someone like me and go, oh, well, Tommy's a white supremacist Nazi. When they see Bob from Kinko's getting censored, they go, Dude, Bob's just a, you know, he's just a Red Sox fan and he posts funny memes. Why did he get banned? You can do little things. You might be wondering, well, what is that worth turning five people? It's tiny, but it's not nothing. And hope, hope relentlessly refills itself. It's itself replenishing well if you keep it alive. And if it's not alive, you have to bring it to life. Despair is death. You are going to go straight down. So if everyone does do something tiny, you share something on Facebook or you text it in a group or let's say, hey, man, I, well, I lost my wife to an adverse reaction. Make noise about it. Make noise about it and be like, hey, every day. Hey, I hope you guys had a Thanksgiving. Guess who's not at the table this year? My wife. Hey, guys, Merry Christmas. Sure wish, sure wish my wife was here. Make noise about it. Let those that love you, those that trust you, let them realize, oh, wait, dude, this isn't just some, the media told me he's an alt-right, you know, fascist, but this is, you know, Kevin from, from Dick's Sporting Goods. And he's, he's not the same man. He lost his wife. And, you know, all he does is want to do is talk about it. And he's getting censored for it. Man, I don't know if I want to, you can change the groundswell. It's very little, right? There are 30,000 foot decisions that, that Eisenhower, that FDR, that uh, Einstein make. I get it. But you can also do little things. You can do little things. You can be there for your brother. You can be there and you know help ration metal for the war effort. There are little things you can do that, at the very well, least, on that point, keep your Tony, mind I, going. Yeah, that's why my role and your role is to keep pushing out good information. Yeah, I'm pushing out good medical research information, good analysis. Okay. Every time I go to my Gmail account, I have new people signing up mm -hmm. for my Substack Pandemic Blunder newsletter. 
that's great. You know, my numbers are going up every day. Is that I don't know whether is that what I'm on? on? Is that how I get my emails from you? Am I in the news? Well, no, you're on a master list that I get, but you should sign up also well, okay, well, for the newsletter because there are things I'm putting out now. I have it's easier for me to put some short pieces out on the newsletter. Okay than to try to get them up on websites, well, okay? That, well, that's what I wanted to ask for every, because I get emails from you every day, but I want to, for everyone listening, I want to, what can they, how can they sign up to get the newsletter? And I'll sign up Go to well. Substack, go to Substack, Pandemic Blunder Newsletter. Uh, you should be able to find it easily and sign up. It's no cost. I don't charge anyone. Um, and I'm putting out, again, shorter pieces me, on a more frequent basis than I do the big articles on on the uh, on the websites. Hold on. I mean, you're on my master list, so when I do the big articles, you you get the, those links or tell, the article. Tell me again but, what it is right now, so I'm not just saying it. I'm gonna actually get it, and I'm gonna put it in the description right now as we talk. Joel S. Hirshhorn on Substack. Yeah, it, it what it is. It's Joel S. Hirshhorn dot Substack dot com, and uh, that's that's the my address on Substack. Uh, Got it. Got it. And and they, uh, it's called the Pandemic Blunder Newsletter. And uh, and and so they're getting more frequent pieces from me. Uh, like I, I, I put out again this morning, the piece on obesity. I'm not going to publish that on websites. It's It takes me too much time to sure. do that. It's easier for me to put up the small pieces on, on Substack. Sure. And uh, and uh, again, everything I do is data oriented, research oriented. You know, it's not propaganda, but it's like you said, what can we do as individuals to fight the evil world around us? And the, the thing that I can do and you can do is at least, at least keep pushing out good information. There's an audience out there. I can tell from the reactions that I'm getting that there's an audience out there that appreciates getting good information about this pandemic and what the government should be doing and should not be doing, all right? So we're pushing that out. You're doing it. I'm doing it. Others are doing it. Uh, And that's that's the only way we can fight the evil that's around us. Yeah. And so, yeah, for everyone listening, I got the website pulled up. You can – I'll put it in the description. So – and again, this is always something I like to do is for people to – you know, because it sounds great when they're listening to this and they're getting all revved up and they're like, yeah, fuck the government. And then it's like the podcast ends and it's like, all right, I got to go get my laundry. Like it's – you want something to do. So for everyone listening, I'll put it in the description. There's literally a box on the front page and it just says type your email. And it's right in the dead center. Type your email. Subscribe. So I'll put that in there and I'll be – I'll do that. I'll be the change I want to see. I'll do it as well. Um but just kind of on, on, on a side note um, about the whole, you know, something you can do, it's very important for two reasons. One, it does help turn the tide. That is how things change is on a granular level. This little tiny movements is what turns into waves. But there's also a, a more – and you again, it's very easy to go, okay, so what? I'm going to tell five people. How is that going to affect my life? I, I get it. It, it, it. It's not going to for a long time. I get it. it it's – but there is something that can have an immediate effect, right? You know, I can go to, I can go, you know, the holidays, you know, they always kind of make me sad because I think I've lost my brother to suicide in 2014 and I always think about him and it kind of, it's tainted the holidays, but there are things you can do to where, okay, am I going to cure homelessness? No, I, I just, I, I just can't. I don't have the money. Sorry. But what I can do is I can go to the local homeless shelter and just give $40 of ramen noodles or cheap Walmart socks 
or something. Uh, some of the big uh, tampons, those are very hard to come and buy for homeless women. You do something tiny. Now, did I cure homelessness? Absolutely not. If I do this every day for the rest of my life, am I going to cure homelessness? Absolutely not. But it does have an immediate effect on that I go, hey, it's not all for naught. I, I did something and, and I feel, and that allows me to go forward. So there's a very self-serving nature to all this too. So don't just think if I share it with five people, how's it going to change vaccine mandates? Well, hey, it keeps you going. You go, hey, I'm not hopeless. I'm not helpless. I did something. Am I going to win? I don't know, but I did my part and tomorrow I'm going to do it again. And even that, just that little carrot you dangle in your own mind, even if it's an illusion, if that helps you get out of bed, if that helps you go, hey, it's not hopeless, we still got a chance. If that's what keeps you going, man, then keep going. That, that's the hardest part about these long marathons isn't just, right. well, what can I do to change it? No, it's, it's about keeping yourself going. Forget everyone else. What did you do today? And who knows? Maybe nothing happens. Maybe the new world order takes over. COVID kills us all and we descend into some demonic dystopia. All right, that's a possibility too. But man, go through it knowing you did your all. Like it's, it's, it, it really is when you start to do it, you realize how simple, and not only that, the more people do it, the more other people get encouraged to do it. I talked to a lawyer last night who I've had on this podcast a couple times before. I hadn't talked to her in a while and she called me and she is, she's literally about to withdraw her students from school in New York and move to Florida because she was like, I can't be complicit in this shit anymore. She's starting like, she's starting like local parenting groups. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're emailing their legislators. They're doing all this stuff. People who have never been involved before that on their own, each of them felt pretty, they felt pretty hopeless. They felt pretty helpless, but they finally hit this turning point where they're all doing it. Now they're meeting and they're, and they're gathering together and they're helping each other and they're getting to know each other. Like just do a little part and it, it it cascades into something much bigger. And if you don't do your part, man, you really have no one to point a finger to when you see the world is something that you don't like. It's just, that's the facts. You just, if you've never gone to the gym, you can't really hate yourself for having a big belly. Like you got to try. You got to try. Right. Yeah. It's, you can... I get a little revved up about this because my face starts turning red and I'm just screaming about vaccines and liberty and all that good stuff. But I, I really am hopeful. I, I, I really am. I really am. Like, like the fact that me, tiny podcast, I'm talking to you, right? We're not Dr. Malone on Joe Rogan or something. But the fact right. that you and I are talking, we're doing our little parts. You're retired. I'm doing a podcast and I like to talk about like Cold War history books. We're doing mm -hmm. our part. We don't have to be doing this. No one's paying us. But the fact that you and I can do this and are willing to do this, that, that inspires me. That says everyone is able and willing to do this. It's very tiny. It's a really little tiny thing. It's a huge psyop. Bigger than everything else, this is a mental operation. That, that, that it's crushing you mentally. You feel like you can't do it. What am I going to do against Facebook or Google, these trillion dollar corporations? What's how am I going to fight Pfizer and the revolving door between the FDA and the CDC and, and AstraZeneca? No, it's to keep yourself going. Just need a little long, need a little long. Now, are we there yet? No, I don't think so. But man, if you went back to even just our first discussion, 
and compared it to the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and now this one. Granted, they're a month, a month and a half apart. But if you look at it over the long term, you can tell in just both the way that we talk and the confidence that we talk, how our minds have changed on this and how we believe it's also, going Also, Tommy, yeah. that over that time period, our case has gotten stronger yeah. and stronger. Oh, it's on our side. It's This is a waiting game. Hold the line. Yes. The evidence and the truth yeah. is on our side. Yeah. And and so that's bubbling up again. Uh, you know, one reason I went to Substack, I had tried to go on a site called Medium, and they canceled me. <laughs> Good. Good. Let them show their face. Let them, let them all show. The, let them show. There's a benefit to all of this. We're seeing who's yeah. who. You're seeing yeah. who's who. So anyway, our case is stronger. The evil side, I think they're getting weaker. Mm-hmm. And I think the stronger I hear some of the politicians talk about pushing the vaccines, to me, yeah. it's revealing they know they're on oh, the yeah. losing side. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They oh. know. Oh, yeah. I think Pfizer knows they're on the losing side. It's just a matter of time until they lose their big business, but they will lose it at some point. If if we keep pushing, they will not. Right. If we don't do anything, they can out they can outweigh us too. But you're it's a waiting. It's it's on our side. Like the the physical science, like the hard objective facts of of right. spike proteins and biology. It's not even right. about oh we're the moral right. We have Doctor. Forget all that shit. Literally the science. With every well, that's why, you know, Tommy, when I found that French research, yeah. I could not believe I did a search, right, an internet search. I couldn't find anyone, any scientist in the United States who had acknowledged the French research. I was amazed. This guy in France does phenomenal work. <laughs> the thing is, though, is there's probably a lot of people in the United States who has found them. It's by design that you can't find those when you search it online. They want to demoralize you. They want you to think no one else knows about this stuff. All this stuff is by design. They they don't want you to Google French blah, 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 and then find a million other people talking about them. It's by design. They want you to get no results about I, this stuff. That's, I, you know, when you go to Google, you type in COVID vaccine, myocarditis deaths. They don't come up with a million news articles from the last hour. They come up with something from May 2020, far-right QAnon. It's demoralization. It's an effective tactic. They want you to think that you're alone, that you're the only person that... Again, the back to the weather analogy. Dr. Hirshorn's weather updates, and I'm looking at the torta- I'm looking at the funnel cloud forming. Huh. Joel Hirshorn also controls the search engines. So when I search, hey, is anyone else seeing a tornado right now? You don't want me to see 10 million other Facebook posts of going, hey, I'm looking at Hirschhorn's weather updates, but I'm also looking out my front door and I am seeing a funnel cloud. They want you to see nothing. So you look at it. Nope, no one else is asking. So ultimately it does come down to, and I know this analogy has been beaten to death, but it's true. It's 1984. The party's final, the final and most essential commandment is that you do not listen to what your eyes and your ears are telling you. That's what it is. And it, it will... It will, and you, you you brought up a great point that if you do look closely, you'll see that it is a positive. When they remove the dislike button from YouTube videos, when they start, when they just crack down even harder on on mandates and vaccines, you don't do that when you're in a position of power. You don't do that when you're, you know, if 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 Joel comes to me and goes, I want to, you know, 
if I if I want to hire Joel for my podcast and he comes to me and goes, uh, and I go, hey, I'll pay you fifty thousand a year, and you go, I want a hundred. If I go, okay, you get a hundred. I'm not bargaining from a place of power. If I sit back and I go, well, unfortunately, Mister Hirschhorn, we're not willing to pay that. You you come from a place of power when you have the bargaining chips. When you go interview at a medical school like I did, where a hundred people get in out of fifteen thousand applicants. They're not begging you and going, Tommy, what can we do to make you come here? They're sitting back and going, impress me. They, the, the powers that be right now are not acting like a group that is in power. Remove this. Vaccines that. Everyone that doesn't get it is a inhuman. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. We need a and good, people are listening to this and you don't believe me. Today's Friday, December 3rd. Go look at Thursday, December, December 2nd, 2021. The EU, the European Union Health Chief, saying we need to re- or we need to scrap the Nuremberg Code. Hey, you don't start pulling out the big guns unless you're truly shit out of luck. You don't. The Japanese didn't start doing kamikazes until all else was lost. The Germans didn't start bringing up like eighth graders to defend the Reichstag building during the final Soviet push in April 1945. They didn't start doing that because everything was going well. You do this when all else has failed. So don't give in to the illusion of, oh, they're really cracking down on us now. No, 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 no. They're doing it because they're shit out of luck. You don't throw a Hail Mary 100-yard toss in a football game when everything's going well, you do it in the last five seconds of the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. You go. Well, that's why it's so interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I love everything you say. Tommy, <laughs> I just want to say yeah, yeah, yeah. we're living through this Omicron thing right now, and that's an interesting example of how they will lose. I think because I think it became pretty clear to a lot of the public that Omicron was not the lethal, fatal threat. Yeah that they were making it out to be. So what's happening because of Omicron, even more people don't trust the government, don't trust the public health officials, don't trust Fauci. I mean, and that's great. I want to see the lack of trust keep climbing, keep climbing. I can't wait for their next variant. I can't wait because it's going (laughs) to red pill. You know, there's there's an absolutely poetic, symbolic nature to what's going on right now, which to me just thinks it's God or the universe or whatever, kind of giving us a wink and saying everything's going to be all right. Isn't it insane that the very thing they are doing is causing people to to do what? It's not affecting you anymore. And you're driving them out to other platforms, medium, or, you know, so they shut you. So you go to Substack, I get kicked off YouTube. So I go to Rumble. What is happening right now is biological natural selection. It is driving right. variants. It's driving driving freedom of speech variants. Yeah. It's driving uh, social media platform variants. We're becoming resistant to the vaccine of government bullshit. There is a, a Shakespearean mirroring going on right now to how everyone is, what do you do? You drive away faster. And the more vaccines you put in, the more yeah. virulent the variants become. Yeah, that's there is a freedom variant going on right now. There's a patriotism mutation going on right now. There are spike proteins that look an awful lot like the muskets from 1776. It they are driving this, and to me, that that's just cause for let's keep going, let's keep boiling this frog, let's keep it right. going. And I look forward to the next time we talk when we can do an update and go, what else has changed? What else is going on? <laughs> I think we got to keep doing it. And you know what? It feels good. 
The science is on our side. The morals that we have the moral high ground. We know what we're doing. And as you said, it's just a waiting game. It's just a waiting game. Just hold them out. Just hold them out. It's yeah. Yeah. You know, we got to wrap it up because I have Dr. Freed yeah. coming on. Dr. Hirshhorn, author of Pandemic Blunder. I will put your Substack. Everyone, we're going to go sign up for it. I will do it first. That will be the change. Start spreading it around. Do not become hopeless. You're spiraling down. You've got to pull up. The plane's going into a mountainside. Pull up. I'm not saying there's an airport around, and I'm not saying you have any more fuel, but pull up, pull it into a glide, gather yourselves, and let's go back out there and start doing what you know is right. You know what's right in your heart. You know what's right in your heart. Do the right thing. Keep pushing. We're not going to lose this thing. We can't lose this thing. The universe loves courage. As Terrence McKenna once said, jump into the void and you will not fall into a bottomless pit. You will fall into a feather mattress because the universe loves courage. When you take the leap, it will help you. Dr. Hirshorn, Pandemic Blunder, on Audible. Go grab it. Go sign up for the newsletter. Thank you. Thank you, yes, Tom. Sir. Thank you so much for coming on. Look forward well, to I look that. forward to the next time. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you so much. God bless America. God bless you, Dr. Hirshhorn. Take care, everyone. Recording stop. Peace.